0: All right, good evening, friends. It's uh, my good friend, Chris Morris, Master Distiller, Woodford Reserve. Uh, we, we always enjoy chatting with Chris. And of course, uh, one of those, it's one of those rare bourbons that uh, many folks hunt for and get to try every year. It's the King of Kentucky. We're gonna be tasting with Chris. Um, this, is, uh, this is exciting, Chris. This is some of the oldest bourbon that you at Brown Foreman's released in many, many years.
1: Yes, Tom, this is our fifth year of the revival of King of Kentucky. And as you know, it's an old, old brand that dates back into the 1880s acquired by Brown Foreman um, out of the changes in the industry coming out of prohibition. We acquired the brand in in 1936. Yes, And it was a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. And because of the time and needs of, of high volume whiskey to supply the, the thirst of America coming out of repeal, uh, we converted it into a blend, an American blended whiskey. And it was very successful, even included in uh, one of my favorite movies. It's a wonderful life. But by the 1970s, times had changed and we discontinued it, retained the trademark rights, but discontinued the product. So a few years ago, we decided to bring the king of Kentucky back, but as its original uh, presentation, the Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, and we wanted to make it something special and thus these very high age barrel strength, single barrel, unfiltered presentations. Mm. and It's as, as, as you know, it's, it's uh, really garnered quite a reputation in a few short years.
0: Uh, no, it has, and it's seriously uh, just some of the best older bourbons of this age that you can find. I mean, it, you have to look hard for this. I understand. Uh, there's two different uh, iterations you've done this year. One is a 15 year old. Uh, that's available in Kentucky, Illinois, and Ohio, and the other, and again, that's 3,500 bottles, so that's that's very rare. Uh, the other, just super rare, uh, is an 18 yes. year old. 250 bottles only in kentucky i would imagine that did that those eight those 250 bottles just come from one barrel is that is that correct? no that's a
1: good point tom just wondering uh, we we had, uh, we had 12 barrels yeah 12 of of that 18 year production wow. uh, two were empty so we had 10 barrels 10 so barrels. we're getting approximately two and a half cases from a barrel that's pretty low yield in the world that is whiskey. It's older very
0: rare. So this is and ten year, of, ten barrels. Ten barrels. Yes. Ten and barrels. To com-
1: and to compound this, as you and I have visited in the past, all of King of Kentucky has been in heat cycled warehousing yeah, okay. at the Brown and Distillery. Yes. So it's much, much older or in terms of maturity than even an age claim would indicate, and that's why right. it has those very low yields because it's been heated during the winter in a process that date back to 1874. So this is very, very rare and very special whiskey to be sure.
0: That, no, that really is. Again, heat, I'm glad you're, you're clarifying and reminding me of this. Those heat cycle warehouses, uh, again, for the 15, you got about what, and the 18? Tell me the yields once again.
1: Yeah, the, the, the 15, uh, we have some barrels that will give us large yields and some barrels that will give us very low yield. So those 15 barrel, 15 year is um, approximately 40. I forget the exact number, 40 barrels,
0: 40 barrels. And again, larger yields yields.
1: versus the 10 barrels that went into the 250 bottles for the 18 year old. So that extra three years and heat cycling have really reduced the volume, the yield of those those very special barrels. And again, I taste each and every barrel and, yes. and we'll kick some barrels out because they're not drinkable. Even though uh, you have an age claim, you think, oh, this is great. If it doesn't taste good, it's not going to be
0: bottled. You, want, I know you want it to be the best it can be and we love that you always bring us the very best. You, you kick some out even of the, yes. the older stuff Hey, I mean, I'm sure there'd be a few people on the sidelines like, hey, I just want to try some of that that you yeah. picked up. Where, where do those go?
1: Well, those barrels um, obviously will not be bottled individually as right. King of Kentucky. Right. And it's hard to imagine, but uh, they will become little drops in the Cooper's Craft product.
0: Oh, really? Yes. They'll become just a, a maybe one of those barrels would go into a larger dump.
1: Yes, where where the the tannin, the the large wood influence, which I don't like and will not bottle, right. will be will be diluted with other younger barrels. Because That's again, so this, this this liquid is too valuable not to sure. use, but we don't want its its singular impact to to uh, influence anyone's flavor profile. So it will be batched in the larger batches of
0: Cooper's Craft. Cooper's Craft, and that would be on the 100-proof product, or which are both?
1: Yeah, or one of either, the 82.2
0: or the 100-proof. So, in other words, the Cooper's Craft, again, just so interesting, because I didn't know what the answer to this was. The Cooper's Craft would, would be anywhere from four-year-old up to, could be in the teens, a little bit.
1: Yes, yeah, so but again, honestly, very, very, very small, small amounts of that.
0: I just, I just want where, to show up that day, where chris is saying i'm going to kick this barrel aside. i want to show up that day it's like, just give me just a little touch of that yeah. i want to try that
1: but you know that's typical of our brown form and batching with yes. woodford old forester or cooper's craft um, we have no age claims on right. those products and as you know as we've talked in the past the youngest barrels will be whatever they happen to be sure. the youngest but there can be barrels in Wood Reserve, for example, that are up to 14 years of age, Amazing. or Old Forester up to 12 years of age. Again, they play a big role on a small volume influence on the overall flavor profile.
0: That is incredible. That is so interesting to uh, to know where those go. And again, you're looking for obviously the very best of, um, of these barrels for the King of Kentucky. That's what you've got? I'm tasting this 15-year-old right now here with when you you think that the re the the suggested retail, right?
1: Not the secondary market, which we have no control over. (laughs) The suggested retail of the 15 year old is $250. Yeah. The suggested retail for the 18 year old is $350. So again, that's, that's a a high financial threshold for many consumers. So we have to put out the best to justify that
0: price. The very best, not only old, but also something you've picked that you love and this it really is this is so so good um t- tell us about the bourbon itself what are we what do we have here what's been in the barrel for yes 15 years? now
1: this recipe is again one of our older recipes uh that is not the woodford recipe it's not the old Forster recipe it's now called the king of kentucky recipe uh this is a 79 percent corn 11% rye, it's our lowest rye content of any of our uh, whiskeys, and 10% malted barley. So 79, 10, 11. And obviously wow. it's it's been entered into a Brown Forman Cooperage produced barrel. We make these barrels at 125 proof, not the 110 proof, for example, of Woodford, but 125 proof. And into the Brown Forman distillery, it's home, uh, into our our brick heat cycled warehousing, and there it sits for many many years, and it is a, and it has its own yeast strain. This is not the proprietary Woodford, the proprietary Old Forester yeast strains. This is a unique yeast strain. So again, using our tradition, our history, our proprietary yeast propagation um, philosophy, which is very different than many the great distilleries here in Kentucky, much less the micro distilleries, making this a truly unique whiskey.
0: So it's it's the recipe, it's the yeast strain, it's all of these factors in one, which make it worthy of that title, King of Kentucky. And if you would have gone back right after Prohibition again, King of Kentucky, the brand was an American whiskey. It was a blend of bourbon, but American whiskeys. Um, But I, I understand the very oldest, one of the oldest products that you all have um, released Brown uh, Foreman for many, many years, right? As far as one yes. of the oldest.
1: Yes, coming uh, during prohibition and right out of prohibition, we would have 23 and 25 year expressions of old forester as medicinal whiskey because distillation, as you know, had stopped in 1918 at the Brown Foreman distillery in the 1930 production was not ready yet. So we had very old stocks and those weren't desired. That wasn't what you wanted. That's what you had to do. So since that period, this is the oldest releases. These are the oldest releases we have had. But Now these have been planned and managed for flavor presentation, not just because we had to to extend old stocks.
0: Sure, Uh, sure. this,
1: This is very well planned. And again, every barrel has been tasted because these are single barrel products. And um, I'm, I stand by each one now, each one, each barrel. And you'll have to look at your bottle of King of Kentucky to see what barrel it came from. Each one's marked. It's different. How many bottles came from that barrel? It's all handwritten on the label. So um, I can't talk about each and every barrel. Barrel, because I can't remember what all their flavor profiles are, because sure. there will be some slight variations. Um, what I have in my glass is the sample you had uh, received as well. So yes. all we can talk about is what we have in our in our hands, of course. But um,
0: they're all good. They've all passed mustard. They no, this is so. I mean the the depth of depth of flavor, the 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 warmth. Of course, this is uh, what's the proof of this one again, Chris? This is. 130.6 yes. I believe. 130.6 uh, yes big proof uh i mean but it, i mean to me even though the proof is it's quite high this is so it's so approachable for 130.6 it really is and i think that's
1: a hallmark of our products with our unique yeast strains our barrels how they're toasted how the wood is seasoned and the use at the Brown Fulman Distillery of a thumper as the second distillation process really softens and makes the whiskey quite presentable, even at these higher proof points.
0: This is, I mean, it's so, It's if I was guessing, I can tell it's higher proof, but I would guess it maybe between 100, 105. I mean, it really, it's 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 big, but it's, it's so much lower than you would ever yeah, imagine. They're very drinkable,
1: that's for certain.
0: So good. And, and the autumnal notes, I just get... When I taste this, it's like big, older bourbon, lots of autumn notes, um, lots of those beautiful caramels, uh, a little bit of clove. I mean, I, there's so much happening here. Yeah,
1: there's there's a nice spice thread running through it, certainly.
0: Oh, man, this is so, so good. I mean, this is one of those that's uh, once in a lifetime to see these two releases being uh, truly the oldest product since pre, or post-prohibition that yes. uh, Brown foreman has released. Uh, do you hear about stories about uh, the, the the hunters out there finding a bottle and they come and see you and they say, I had to look really hard, but I found." I mean, have you heard some of these stories about how people have found the King of Kentucky?
1: Well, as you and I have talked uh, in the past, I don't I don't do a lot of social media. Well, let's put it this, right. I do zero social media. So I don't hear a lot. <laughs> I don't hear a lot, which is just the way I want it. Um, Uh, I know people enjoy this very much, and uh, certainly, um, you know, we've been involved uh, in the, uh, regrettably, but the need for the Easter Kentucky Flood Relief Auction.
0: Yes, so important. Bottles of King, bottles of wonderful.
1: birthday bourbon, President's Choice, Woodford Distillery Series, Woodford Master's Collection, and it's just amazing how generous people are in that second market those those bottles go in for thousands and thousands of dollars so we know people love their king of kentucky um certainly to spend those even even with a charitable um auction uh, uh aspects to spend that much money is just is just eye-opening
0: yeah it's so. so important what you've done i mean to help out those flood victims and to know that that the, uh, the great donations you will have made with the bourbon have, have helped. And, and people love this bourbon, and they love helping. So they, the two it's in one.
1: They love their Kentucky bourbon in general, as we see other auction items going for very, very high amounts. But it's really fun to see ours uh, doing so well.
0: It is, because they, they love the good stuff. And this truly is such wonderful. There's nothing quite like this one. I, I've always looked forward to it every year with you. Uh, King of Kentucky. You, I mean, it, 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 the name it lives up to that, right? I mean, it's a very well, bold.
1: It is uh, in
0: hindsight. The,
1: uh, we don't want anyone to think we're bragging because there's so many great bourbons from Kentucky, um, besides our own wood Reserve. O4, right. King of Kentucky. So many great bourbons, but this is a name that goes back into the 1880s. We did not create this name. We acquired the name, right. the trademark, through the acquisition of a small company. United uh, Distiller Spirits, um, which is mainly a distributor here in Louisville. And the King of Kentucky references the sport of kings, right. which, of course, is thoroughbred horse racing, which is a great connection with Brown Fulman yes, with Wood Reserve and its sponsorship of the Kentucky Derby. But we weren't bragging, they weren't bragging. It's all about the king of
0: sports, the horse racing The industry. horse racing. That's what it's all about. I mean, it, it really is... Uh... It's uh, it's bold. It's powerful. It's it's celebrating horses. It's celebrating old bourbons. Again, this is the 15 year old out mm. this month in August. Be watching for only 3,500 bottles. And then, if you can't, then again, that's uh, Illinois, uh, Kentucky, and Ohio, right? Yes. And Illinois and Ohio
1: get very little, so we keep the bulk in Kentucky. The bulk. Thank Kentucky. you to all of your readers and listeners. Um, yes. Who support Kentucky bourbon, support Brown Foreman specifically. We yes. say, thank you very much. Our products are going to be sold here primarily.
0: Yes, yes, and, and, and we love that. And, of course, those 250 bottles, the 18, only in Kentucky. Be watching. Uh, if you've yes. ever had this, I know a lot of great people that are fans of Brown Foreman and of Chris um, Morris watching right now live. Tell us down below if you've tried this or maybe one of your favorites. Uh, that you've been able to find i know i saw someone mentioning um, the uh, the batch proof series that was released a few months ago people have really enjoyed that one haven't they? thank you yeah, those are always yeah. fun we, we we we're a fun industry and we like to
1: have fun so that's these these special releases are great creative reliefs uh for us we get to work on new concepts new flavor profiles have a lot of fun but there's are they're, they're small volumes because our bread and butter of course is our standard sure bourbon double oak old forester whiskey rose series as its success grows Um, that's our our bread and butter but these small releases allow us again a creative outlet and to have some fun get to visit with you otherwise you'd say i don't want to talk to you chris there's nothing to talk about I talk to. You. I enjoy
0: chatting with you. I talk to you. I know it. I know
1: it. I'm, te- I'm. teasing <laughs> you. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's good for for us because we're like everybody else. We like a little excitement and a little little change from our standard pace. It helps. These certainly do.
0: And you all release just enough. You release just enough of it for it to keep it really interesting, but to keep us also excited about oh, uh, yeah. about what you what you do so well too. I mean, I love yeah, that. It's a good that's balance. A good, that's a good point, Tom. I,
1: I'm glad you brought that up. We're not releasing just a, a little little tiny bit that virtually no one can get. Right. Uh, we want the master's collection to be in the 300 barrel range, that's significant. Uh, the distillery series to be in the 30 barrel range. Uh, we want people to have a chance to enjoy our products, but it begin because these are so hard to produce. Um, uh, the feasibility and scalability are so, so tight that that's as that's as good as it gets. Because again, the bulk of our time and our resources are devoted to making our our core products, right. and that's hard enough anymore. Uh, right. Uh, with with the difficulty in getting white oak and to getting grain, I mean, my gosh, things have gotten really difficult. So we're we're doing well just to produce our core product. Keeping up with demand. These specialty products is really, again, specialty products are very special for us. Right. And and certainly for the consumer. And this 18-year-old, just to have been able to shepherd these handful of barrels to this very high age range under heat cycle conditions, which is unique in the industry. um, These, I wish we had more, but we just don't. And we still were able to piggyback these very few 18 year old barrels on the bottling run behind the 15 year old. We have the glass, the labels are handwritten so we can change that. And again, it was just an opportunity too good to pass up.
0: I know it's it is something so special. And um, let's let's mention because you mentioned it. um, The challenges you're having uh with you know and they were already happening before the pandemic now they're happening more and more i've talked to many distillers from your perspective what are the biggest challenges it, that you're facing I mean, you mentioned uh, barrels grain talk about that a little bit
1: well yes the, all of that with with the
0: the explosion
1: of interest in kentucky bourbon which dates right. back to the mid-2000s um, growth seems to continue to exceed the whiskey we laid down years ago and as we plan for the future we're laying down whiskey and then the numbers keep getting bigger and bigger everybody says it's a good problem to have but it still is it still is a problem because right. uh, we have to acquire uh, and produce barrels we have to acquire grain we have to uh, acquire bottles to put it in no. years later and all of that has just become very very uh, stressful and um, and on top of that, you have droughts and floods and all of that that impacts our agricultural uh, partners as well. So it just seems like everything is happening all at once. And then of course, without without saying COVID has uh, restrained or restricted your, your workforce and your ability to ship things in and out because of shortage of truck drivers and fuel prices go, I mean, it's the perfect I don't want to use the word storm, but it is what it really supply. is. Yeah. And, and just makes it difficult for all the bourbon suppliers from Kentucky to uh, to meet that great demand that people uh, have for our product. And uh, it's just managing that. Thank goodness. We have good teammates who are doing yes. that to, and good partners who are supplying us. And, uh, we're, we're, we've gotten through it. We've sustained our growth. We've uh, never shut our distilleries down.
0: We're producing
1: Old Forester and Woodford and King of Kentucky for the future, and we've been very fortunate in that regard.
0: And at some point, uh, obviously, the demand will continue, but hopefully, a lot of the other issues it will uh, it'll balance out. I mean, that's the hope.
1: Yes, yes. And we have again, we have good people working on that, so I think I know we're in good shape
0: yeah no you give yeah great team there and you mentioned also i wanted to touch on the heat cycled warehouses i know a number of your warehouses um are that talk about that a little bit what products talk about, just just to discuss let's yes, discuss uh, that he, for a moment
1: yes heat cycling is is not a brown foreman invention in fact the, the legendary colonel e.h taylor jr uh, has had patented the heat cycling concept in 1874. And heat cycling requires a very uh, substantial building for your warehouse. And in those days before there was modern insulation, there was no fiberglass, for example. You built thick stone or brick walls. You heated from the distillery. You had steam heat coming through your your boilers and you would heat the buildings uh, and their contents. In other words, barrels of bourbon or rye whiskey. In the dead of winter when it's cold because we now know when whiskey temperature in barrel drops below 53.3 degrees fahrenheit maturation stops so for a number of months a year there's no maturation the barrel is sitting there doing essentially nothing and the thought was well let's don't do let that happen let's make that time more useful so heat the barrels during the winter to keep maturation going. That's an expensive process. Uh, A substantial warehouse of any type of construction costs a lot. Obviously heat bills, utility bills are expensive. And then because you're continually heating and cycling cold temperatures in, that's the cycling process, um, your angel share increases. So your yield, as evidenced by our our 18 year old we were talking about, the yield is, is less so it is an expensive process but it certainly enhances the maturation profile of your product and as we've we believe through analysis say an extra half a year to every year you're in barrel but again wow. age is measured by passage of time so one year is one year even though your product might be more mature uh, for the heat cycling process and brown foreman uh, we know as early as 1914 adopted this concept. George Garvin Brown, our founder, said, now that's a pretty cool process. Let's do that. And when we acquired the historic LeBron Graham distillery to create the wood reserve brand and rename the distillery Woodford Reserve, that was a heat cycled warehousing concept as well. So we bought another distillery that had been heat cycling in the past. Um, So again, every drop of wood for every drop of old Forester, Coopers Craft and King of Kentucky are heat cycled, so they have very rich, mature uh, flavor profiles.
0: Beautiful, and it really and it makes a big difference. Again, some questions down below, and thanks for the questions. Uh, are all are all warehouses in Kentucky heat cycled that do burn?
1: No, no. Um, there are several small new craft distilleries that have copied this concept on a very small scale. Right, but we of the large historic distilleries are the
0: only ones that eats Only one, yeah. So that's again, thanks for the question. Thanks to everybody watching. Uh, that's something else that really separates uh, what uh, Old For, uh, well, what what you all do with again Old Forester, Woodford, King of Kentucky, um, everything you do that makes it so special, so rich. Again, the flavors we're trying the King of Kentucky. This is a beautiful release, my friend. Uh, the, I keep on getting more spice is there a top note you get in addition to the spice is there anything else you're getting that you really love on this one
1: well yes this this again because of our unique brown form of cooperage produced barrels in that heat cycle there there are tons of very heavy sweet aromatics more molasses like character sorghum like character um so that rich rich sweet aromatic maple syrup if you even want to go that far but there's also A lot of fruitiness, a lot of fruit character in this. And, and the fruit is very uh, uh, caramelized, uh, dried fruit. So I think of dates and figs and raisins, uh, really rich wax fruit. So all of this is heavy, not heavy to be off-putting, just rich right. characteristics um, that... Uh, Then you have that nice spice character, which is from that long exposure to the wood. uh, Really, really working well with those fruit and spice notes.
0: It's luscious. It's layered. uh, It has that, you mentioned the maple syrup, honeyed. I mean, it's really just layered and brought together as just one, one delicious flavor. And be watching again for it this month. Uh, King of Kentucky also happening in the fall. So many great events, but we just reported earlier in the week, Chris, uh, Woodford's doing a pop-up in in Paris at one of the most beautiful airports, I think, in the world, Charles de Gaulle. Uh, That sounds pretty exciting, too, the pop-up lounge you all are going to be doing.
1: It sure is. As as Woodford Reserve um, grows globally, uh, it is a focus for us and our global travel retail team. Uh, has been very heavily involved um, in the last few months at Heathrow. And now we're at uh, Charleston Gaul. And again, it's amazing to think uh, we've been on the market now for 26 years. Going back 26 years, we barely could give a bottle of Woodford away. Only even in Kentucky, another bourbon, who cares? Bourbon's dying. You know, what do we need another bourbon for? And now to think that we have carved out space in, in Charles de Gaulle and, and Heathrow and Hong Kong airport, places like that, that focus on sampling international travelers on wood reserve. It's really, really cool.
0: It's grown so much. Uh, again, look forward to- I won't be there. I'm not going to be
1: at Charles de Gaulle, but we, we have well-trained, <laughs> well-trained have people. Uh, salespeople in, in our, our, French operations to uh, do that for
0: you won't see Chris there, but you'll see the bourbon. You'll Woodford. That's you'll right. It. That's all oh, that matters. Man.
1: You don't need to see me. It's all about the, <laughs> it'll, all about the bourbon.
0: It'll keep growing. As we're doing more bourbon tastings, I'm hosting internationally, Chris. It's amazing to see going into more bars. We just used to see a couple bourbons, maybe even one in London or, you know, other Paris. But now you're seeing several, uh, even in smaller bars. I mean, that's, that is that oh, is quite yes. rewarding, seeing Woodford back there, isn't it?
1: Had some, uh, some uh, friends who... And a vacation in, uh, in uh, France, I'm sorry, in Spain. Yes, France, but they were in Spain and they came back. Chris, all the, you know, we've been going to Spain for years and now every bar we went to had Woodford Reserve on it. I'm like, oh, that's great to hear, that's wonderful. They were very happy too, of course. But it's just amazing how um, you see, you work, and it takes years and all of a sudden things start to move and start to take off which is just uh, really gratifying to see that.
0: Well done to you, my friend. You, you're doing wonderful work. You and the team there at Bron Foreman. Again, thanks for taking some time this evening to taste the um, the King of Kentucky with us, Chris Morris. Um, this is delicious. I, uh, I, good Thank luck you. to everyone looking for a bottle. If you can't find a bottle, hopefully you'll be at a one of the world-class bars. Um, yes. That we know and love having a pour of it, right? That's right.
1: Yeah. And uh, I've been to a few bars in Kentucky that had King of Kentucky. So I was very excited about that. And I hope to see you in the upcoming weeks at the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Festival, Tom.
0: Absolutely. Looking forward to it, my friend. That's Can't great. wait. And uh, we'll, we will see you soon. And thanks again for everyone watching. And uh, we'll, we'll you see all. you for a bourbon soon.